There's some brabs in this house. 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 There's some brabs. Cause you fucking with some broke ass bitches. Get it out. Yeah, it's that what? I'm sorry. What up, y'all? It's your host, The Butcher. And as always, I'm here with K-Mofo. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my gosh, y'all. We are talking tonight about the fucking service industry. Woo, let's let's go deep into our fucking traumas from that. But before we dive into that, this episode is coming to you from Couch and Cork. They are this amazing wine education company, very COVID safe. I would say COVID friendly. I don't know if that's correct, but basically they are. They're COVID friendly. (laughs) They're COVID friendly. They offer virtual wine education options for you and your friends. We actually did that this weekend with some of ours. Yeah. It was awesome. It was amazing. And what I loved about it is because I worked in the service industry for 10 years, People, and I worked in fine dining, and people just have a fucking stick all the way up their asshole about wine. And, like, they're snobby, like, sending bottles back. No, just kidding. It's okay to send a bottle back. Whatever. I'm just being a bitch. But anyway, it was cool to just be able to go through this wine, like, class and know that I don't have to be a snob about wine, and neither does anyone else. So... Yeah, that was definitely, it was cool. cool. And that was definitely one of my favorite parts as well, because I had a wine snob try to snob me, but (laughs) she got snobbed by a wine snobber. I think that they failed because basically what had happened was I was in Aspen with Dale and we went to this fancy restaurant, but it was cheaper to buy a bottle of wine than it was to get drinks. And they were on sale. So the guy comes over and he's like, so we have like a Napa Valley blend, which, you know, is very great. And also one from Argentina. And Dale and I are looking at each other like, okay. And then me being the person I am, I'm like, yeah, most of the time when I drink wine, I can't even get the cork out of the bottle. (laughs) And he's like, so the Napa? (laughs) I was like, bitch, I drink $2 wine. Like, sure. Right. This is like $50 above my price range. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Um, We're not going to spill all the deets that we learned with Couch and Court, but we will say. I think we should save. We're going to save that for the end, y'all, because we we got some information to share with y'all. Yeah. But you gave us a life hack. Life hack. Life hack for real, for real. <laughs> but now you must listen to us before you get the life hack. <laughs> and yeah. it will be worth it. You got to give to get, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. K-Mofo, do you love working in restaurants or service industry jobs? Well, what are your thoughts, feelings? Here are my feelings. I love the money. Mm-hmm. I love how much cash I can take home after a shift. I love lunch. 
shifts. I think that if I could only work during the lunchtime, I would thrive <laughs> in the service industry. Um, but overall, I think that is an extremely hard job. It is hard on your body. It's hard on your feet. It's hard on your mind. And people can be pieces of shit straight up. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I think the gig is good, but also it's not so much here in Colorado because I know they do have to pay them a decent minimum wage. And when I say decent, it's because I'm referencing Michigan where they pay people like $3 an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a big room for improvement. I don't understand how these fucking restaurants have gotten out of paying people a minimum wage and just had to rely on the good graces of customers. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I love working in the service industry. I The things that I don't like about it are... The hours. Um, it's not sustainable. At least for me. It was fun for like that 10 years span of my life. Like working. I worked at a restaurant downtown. And I swear I happened to work at like a really nice place. Have you ever been to Denver and been on Larimer Square? You know that Larimer Square is like fucking top notch, bougie, like fucking all just beautiful right so I worked on Larimer Square for three or four years and like I'm working with like fucking meth heads (laughs) like guys out of like halfway houses like all of the drugs like my bartenders are constantly drunk I fucking loved it like (laughs) we would work doubles and just go get shit face drunk (laughs) not good but who cares It was just like a fun time of life and you're making so much money. So much money. Cash too. Cash money. And I'm like, fuck yes. And also like, I just love it. Like I love giving people the, you can always tell when people come in to eat, like, are they coming in just to come in to eat or are they coming in for the experience? And I think that that's where I love serving because it's like, I want to give people an experience and. I love it. I couldn't do it anymore, though. Like, my body's old. My feet hurt. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. That's definitely how I, that's how I feel about it. Last summer, I worked at Terminal Bar. Um, Hey, hey, my Terminal Bar. Shout out Terminal Bar. I worked at Terminal Bar, too. Hello. (laughs) Um, And the people were top notch. Hands up. The people I had, I had a great time with them, but it was the fact that my body couldn't fucking do it anymore. I'd be done with a double and want to cry because my feet hurt so bad. Yeah. Like, and then also at that bar, if you were working outside, you could be carrying food or carrying, you know, just carrying stuff from the outside all the way to the kitchen, which was inside of. The train station. Yeah. Union station. Which is a headache. Just think about it. It's a fucking headache. Yeah, because you have to, like, navigate through people that are just in there doing whatever they do. Yeah, that's – it's tough. Um, But I do want to go back to something you said about the people. I have met the most amazing people working in restaurants, like, hands down – 
the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Like the dopest people. I am still close friends with a lot of people that I met from working in the restaurant industry. Um, which is fucking amazing. But I love it. It's like a love. I love it. I love it. I really do. Like the schedule. Now that I've like worked in nine to five. Could you go back? I don't know if I could go back. I could go back. But also like the restaurant service industry was toxic for me because I loved it. I love the money. So I would be working like 80 hour weeks because I was just like, yeah, I'll fucking pick up everybody's shift. Six doubles in a row. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that was, but then like by the end of those six doubles, I mean, walking with like $800 or more plus, I mean, I didn't work in that bougie of a place. I know there's some people that like walk out with like $800 a night, but yeah, are there any I didn't strip have the luxury of that. <laughs> Side note, any strip clubs in Denver hiring servers because I may come out of retirement for that. Yes, yes, please. (laughs) KMOFO is in the market for um, serving for strippers. Yes. Do it. I can you please? Can you I think please? I would actually enjoy it quite a bit. I think I'll you'd look be into great it. at it. I think I would too. I think I'd have a great ass time. <sighs> I'm jealous. Yes. Yeah. I feel you though, because you're a workaholic and the service industry basically takes a workaholic and like drains you of every ounce of blood you have. Yeah. And like, like we need more. When your manager knows you're a good hard worker, they'll like run your ass ragged to the fucking core of it but I think for me it was cool because at the last place I worked at I was like I reached a point where because it was right downtown Denver there's a lot of tourism and there's people coming in who were just not from here and they're on vacation thinking they're all bad and bougie treating people like shit and I like reached a point where I was like I fucking hate people people are so unkind people are so rude and I was like I love my job though so what else can I do so I started working our let me back up we had a like from scratch kitchen so everything in house was pretty much made from scratch there's two things we did not make from scratch so everything's made from scratch so I was like let me just go back to the prep kitchen I fucking love cooking did that. I moved up and I was working on the line in this, on this restaurant in Larimer Square with these like guys like coming from a halfway house. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like running shit. I'm like, fuck yes. (laughs) This is amazing. I love cooking, but I also love serving. I, I just love working in a restaurant and I am excited to just run a bar business someday and just, cause that's my jam. I love it. I definitely think that you, I could see you just being an amazing manager, owner, like running the shit. I think you have all the skills to do that. I can tell that it's your jam. And I remember when you used to work in Larimer Square and you walked in there and everyone knew you. Like I walked in there with Brian, I felt like a celebrity. I was like, that's right. Get those margaritas ready. The big boss is here. Throw in some shots. We get a little litty. Like Fuck yes, dude. But there is something I want to touch on that you said. Because this happened to me too. 
when I work in the service industry, I end up hating people. Not my coworkers. My coworkers are like my ride or dies. They're mm-hmm. the ones that get me through my shifts. The customers, though, they make me hate people. Same. Not every single one, but no. like probably 80, 20, like 80% of you. I'm like, wow, you can just go fuck yourself and <laughs> your fucking shitty tip. Just kidding. I, I made really good money. Yeah. Cause I like, I like people. So unless someone is outright rude to me, I can talk to a wall. Yeah. You could be talking to me about the weirdest shit and I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll ask you questions. I'm curious. Yeah. Why are you this weird? But it's just the entitlement and the rudeness for me. And working yeah. in Union Station, mm-hmm. you got a lot of that. Yeah. A I, lot. A lot, yes. And also people with their food. Like, that is, like, I think that's what, if anything, that's what kills it for me, if anything did. It would be the way that people are with their fucking food. Like, I don't fucking... I can't read minds. I don't know your dietary restrictions. Like, I don't fucking know what you want from me. Like, if you're going to come to a restaurant and order, like, look at the menu before you come. Like, no, like, it's good to ask questions, obviously. Like, if there's something they can't figure out from the menu, like, yes, your server should fucking know, like, basic things that, like, gluten, all that shit that people go through. But don't fucking cop an attitude with me because you're a celiac. Okay? I... I am going to help you as best I can. But, like, when you're getting upset with me, stay at home and eat. Stay at home. The gluten-free vegans that come to a burger bar. (laughs) Yeah, hello, I'm talking to you. Stay your ass at home. If you're vegan, you have self-diagnosed yourself as having a gluten allergy and you're very particular about your food. You should be cooking your own food and not ever, ever subjecting another human to your unrealistic demands. Or go to a restaurant where the plates are $70 a plate and they'll they'll do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. But also there's some other little things that I like want to be really mad about, but I can't. I can't be mad about it. I worked at a steakhouse and somebody would order their steak like medium rare and their steak would come out medium and they would like send it back like there's still like blood running out of it and in my head I'm just like if this steak was medium well or well done like I'll get you a new steak bro no big deal I got you but like we're talking just like a little bit overcooked you sat down and ordered a glass of water like that's a luxury that two-thirds of this world does not have. And you're telling me that you want to send back a hardly overcooked steak. But I can't be mad because this is a steakhouse and you're paying $45. I feel you. I get you. I can't be mad, but I'm mad, though. (laughs) You want to know why in those situations, though, I'm never mad? It's because I go back to the kitchen and I'm like... (laughs) Yes, Kayla, I already know what happens. This steak right here, it's mine. <laughs> Sometimes I just put that in a box and I'm like, they didn't even touch it. Yes. I'm hungry and I'm not going to pay for this $45 steak. So thank you. Yeah, it's just, I can't be mad about that. So that's whatever. No. <sighs> I mean, you did work at like a luxury spot. So it's kind of 
to be expected. It is to be expected. And I've never worked in fine dining. I'm strictly bars. I've only worked in bars. Yeah. And McDonald's. I worked but that's, at... that's not service. I wasn't serving, but I did work at the Morton Steakhouse in Denver. They have now closed, but... That was some bougie if, I, bougie if I've ever seen it. You want to know why they closed? Because of all you people that sent back your steaks. <laughs> you did this. Dude, I don't know. They probably have had food sent back, but like Morton Steakhouse is hella expensive. It like, has been around a have, long time. Yeah, there's people. So I was a host, so I could like see like there's like memberships and shit to Morton. And, like, there's people that are spending, like, my whole year's salary at Morton's. Like, it shows, like, their yearly, like, um, like expenses at Morton's because they're, like, special members. There's people that are, like, spending, like, $45,000. i am like, bruh. Must be <laughs> I didn't nice. even make that much in one year. <laughs> you want to know something? So when I was watching the Playboy documentary, they mm. brought up Morton's. It's originally out of Chicago, and Hugh Hefner used to have ties with them. He kind of, like their club idea, he kind of went off of that to have when they had the Playboy clubs. Damn, yeah. Morton's is tight as fuck, but I've never eaten there because it's— Because you can't afford it? I can't—I mean, I honestly felt like I couldn't even afford to work there. (laughs) I was like, uh—I'm like, I don't know if I'm worthy enough. (laughs) Just kidding. A steak for the poor. Right. You know, people were... Yeah, Morton's is cool. Um, service industry. Ugh. I loved opening bottles of wine, though, for tables. And, like, getting my wine knowledge up and... Did you do a lot of that at the fine dining? Yeah. Okay. Um, one time, I worked at this place in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and it was a fine dining restaurant. And... <laughs> This table ordered a bottle of champagne, and I bring it out, and I go to open it, and it just, like, sprays out all over, and I was, it was like, I was, this was probably, like, a year into my fine dining experience, and I didn't, I never had that happen, I didn't know what to do, so I ran away from the table. I was like, oh my god, what do I do? And I'm, like, freaking out in the back, and my boss is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, go back to the table and give them their wine. Like, that sometimes happens with champagne. And I was like, fuck. You were like, kind sir, I've been drinking Burnett's. I have no idea about this champagne. Champagne is crazy for me. Um, Yeah. So what, okay. Just because we did this class, did you feel like because of your fine dining experience that you knew some of the things you were saying? And also for our listeners, just so you know, they offer quite a few different courses. Some of them you can actually do a wine pairing where they're sending you a wine and a charcuterie board. But what we did was we did a class of 10 things to learn about wine, basically. Yeah. Um, so did you feel like you knew that information or? Not all of it. There's some things that I learned, like how to store a wine bottle properly um, at the place I worked at in Larimer, they store their bottles straight up and you're supposed to store wine on its side. Was it in a dark? No, it was, it was right in at the, the bar. Light. Wow. So 
They're doing not their- trying to call this restaurant out, but I didn't know that. That there's like a certain way to store wine and it has to do, they go into it very eloquently and beautifully in this class, but it has to do with the cork and the gases and the air and all that juicy good stuff. But I had no idea. So there's no, I learned, I learned a lot of things, but it wasn't like things that are going to make me like, like I said, it's just like good education stuff for me to know. Yeah. And it was also in a really inviting space. I feel like it being on zoom, we were able to see everyone people. We had our mics muted, but people were able to interject and ask questions and the participation was amazing. All of our friends that were not in Denver with us doing the wine class at the apartment, they loved it because I texted everyone and they had not, they were like, this was so much fun. I've been wanting to do something. Everyone's been locked in their houses. Yeah, it was amazing. And I loved that people felt so comfortable asking questions. I even learned some things about my friends. Shout out to Max. He apparently found some dope bottles of wine at estate sales and had just like wines from 2000 just in his house. And he was talking about them. So it's so, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I feel like now is the time for us to share the life hack. Ladies and gents, yeah, wait, we're going to, we got to do our signature sound here because ladies and gents, this is, this is no joke. It is not a joke. (laughs) Signature tip. This has to do with the aeration of wine. If you put it in the blender, give it some air. It makes your bottle of wine, whatever bottle you have, whether that's a Trader Joe's $3 bottle, whatever the fuck you got, put in the blender, $20 more expensive. Like, it just gets that airflow to it. Just, oh, it really, we tried it after the class, and oh, my God. I'm always doing that forever, forever and ever and ever and ever. I was shocked. I was literally shocked. All we did was pour this wine into a blender, blended it for 15 seconds. And when that wine came out, it tasted completely different. Yeah. But in the best way. In a good way. Yeah. We did like, we poured a before and after and we, yeah, it was, oh my God. It made me feel bad and bougie. Yes, it did. (laughs) I was like, $3 wine, who, who this? (laughs) Not me. This wine is from Espana. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That was, it was a great tip and I loved, I loved being able to do that. That was, that was a really cool experience. So the class was amazing. The fact that we were able to share it with our friends was amazing. And I'm looking forward. They are probably going to be starting a Facebook group where they're going to share these wine tips and tricks. So we'll definitely keep you guys updated about that because Babs, this is our shit right here. First of all, we're learning some stuff. Mm-hmm. We're learning how to be some bougie ass bitches, even when we're broke ass bitches. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a blender. Get yourself some wine, some cheap wine. It doesn't even have to be that expensive. <laughs> the people that run the class, Nancy, she 
was amazing. Nancy was so amazing, and I'm just so grateful. So thanks, it was. Nancy. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. We are so happy that we got this experience and we're even happier that we're able to share it with all of our listeners. So mm-hmm. I know the vaccine is coming out and maybe for Rona, the vaccine for Rona. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Life, life might be going back to normal. I hope so. That is not at all right. was thought you were taking that. <laughs> I know. I could tell by your face. I was like, oh. Well, what I'm saying is, Right now, they do it via Zoom, but Mm -hmm. they will do in-person as well. Location depending, but... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Overall. But even on Zoom, like, it was great. Yeah, it was really well well ran. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, now I think we got to do our Beats Breakdown. You know we are always finding the hottest artists in our region. So we want to share with you a song from this artist. They are called Vinyl, and their song is Heartbreak. So we hope you guys enjoy this. What you got to say to Butcher? Tommy, spin that shit. How can I sing from a heart that's broken? There's too many words for my brain to cope with And now every time that I try to be open There's a thousand left that remain unspoken I can relate to that song so much right now. (laughs) Do you feel it? You feel it in your soul? I'm feeling it on all the levels. Because fuck my... um, I just feel it on all the levels. Because that's just how the butcher feels. The butcher is in her feels. Maybe she's got her heart broken. Probably. (laughs) Not the first time. (laughs) Won't be the last time. (laughs) There's new things on the horizon for 2021. <laughs> Add it to the goals list. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I think because we have so many listeners and followers that have been a part of the service industry, if you guys have any stories, DM us. Or if you want to be completely confidential, you could send us a letter to our P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 523. Denver, Colorado. 80201. So send us your stories. Yeah, I definitely need to hear some good service industry stories because I wish I don't I don't feel I can't think of any good ones. You can't? I just have this one that like the guy, it just really made me mad. And what it's happened? not even that good. 
on the menu it said red chicken roasted cranberry. <laughs> like it was like a roasted cranberry chicken. And he dead ass looks me in my eyes and says, so is this duck or what? Fish. (laughs) Did we forget to put on our reading glasses today? You literally just read it out loud to me. How are you going to ask me if this is duck? Baby, like read the fucking menu. You were triggered. I was triggered. I was like, bro. Okay. Well, it's not even that good of a story. I was just mad. You were I just, just like, can't listen, let that one go. Listen, bro. I mean, I understand. He's asking about duck when it's chicken. It clearly said chicken. And they're two totally different birds. Yep. So I had this one time. This isn't even that good. I just really didn't know how to feel about it. So basically, there was a pregnant woman and her husband, and. They were in my section, but they, like, ordered food from me, and then they went up to the bar, and basically this pregnant lady was drinking. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not, not for, like, not for me, but, like, she was drinking. It was wine, but it also just made me feel really uncomfortable because I wanted to be like, can you not? Can you please not be drinking? Can you please order from my section? I want this fucking on my, you should be tipping me on this. Yeah. Oh my God. That was just, and I know pregnant people can drink wine, but this is one thing. It made me feel very uncomfortable. It made me feel like I was a flashback to the fifties and I'm like, do you have your pills in your purse too? (laughs) We fucking turning up tonight or what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just those little things that people do that just trigger us. Okay, I have a good story. Okay. I don't even know if I should tell this story. You this have is to so now. embarrassing. I'm oh, okay, here we go. Here's the butcher. I'm training someone, right? And it's this one guy comes in and he <laughs> he was blind. And he was asking me for a menu, a Braille menu. But I, like, for some reason, like, thought he was deaf. <laughs> you triggered this man. I, like, was training, too. And this guy just standing here watching me, like, this whole entire mess of a thing. And I'm just, like, just acting a straight fool, like... <laughs> He's fucking blind and he can hear me. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know. I was just the guy like that I was training. I was like, yeah, he can hear you. <laughs> he just can't see. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great. I look like a fucking dumbass bitch right now. Oopsie. Also, the guy you were serving was probably like, you can just go straight to hell. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, kind of wanted to just, I don't feel good. I need to fucking just go. I need to go right now. I literally need to fucking go reevaluate my fucking life. I've had to reevaluate your life at work, but. um, (laughs) Oops. Mine. Mine was because I really had never dabbled in this much when I was <laughs> serving. But this this one time, I got pretty fucking shitty, dude. Like, I was ripping the shots. I was on the patio. I was at Terminal Bar. What's up? I don't yes. care. 
I was vibing with the bartender that was working and we got lit, dude. Like, <laughs> not kind of lit. Like, I was lit. And, you know, people still tipped me all right, but I definitely was more outgoing than I normally was because I could have went out and partied after that. <laughs> <laughs> Just ripping shots, dude. I believe. I trust. We and I was high already. So if you drink and so. you work in a restaurant <laughs> and you haven't been drunk at work, you're not living. You are not living. And it's one of the biggest perks of the industry. It is. It's dangerous. It's risky. It's fun. <laughs> it's all the things. It's all of the things that it shouldn't be, but should be. <laughs> It's the service industry. I feel like that could be its tagline. Like, yeah. all of the things that it shouldn't be. But it is. But it is. Service industry. Okay. Also, okay. I could. I guess stories are now coming to me. One time this guy asked for his chicken medium rare. And I was like, I literally can't do that. <laughs> Straight up. I. That's like. I'm pretty sure that's, like, a law somewhere. I think you can get really sick and yeah. die. I was like, I can... Actually, sir, I cannot bring you your chicken medium rare. I will bring it to you well done. <laughs> was he upset? Yeah. He was like, I would like to speak with your manager. I was like, great. I would like for you to speak with him, too. <laughs> and maybe your doctor. Because <laughs> I'm thoroughly confused why the fuck you would like your chicken to be medium rare. That is some white people shit. I'm sorry. Okay, white people shit. <laughs> That's some, like, fucking inbred people shit. That I don't is some eat. next level shit that I can't even handle. You want to know what? Who All the right. fuck asked for chicken medium rare? Listen, I said it you wasn't white people shit. Don't tell me that you had your chicken medium rare. No. Or camofo. Sorry. Listen. I I don't even really like chicken if I'm being completely really? transparent. No, chicken grossed me out. If I cook chicken, I cannot eat it. Really? Chicken is a beef all day. I will oh, eat beef I'm for chicken. breakfast. I'm a chicken girl. Dude, ch- if no, like when you cook <gasps> me chicken. <laughs> I move, move. Give me them cows. No. When you cook me chicken or when someone else cooks me chicken, fine. Fried chicken, not an issue. Wings, not an issue. But just if I cook chicken, I can't eat it. Like the just the little breast, seeing them the way. Uh, oh, okay. I can't. That's okay. I have that. Okay, that's okay. But I could put my fucking hand all in a steak and not feel anything. I could see the blood drip everywhere, and I'm like, this is about to be a good. <laughs> I'm eating good tonight. Yes. Okay. So no chicken for you. No fish or seafood for you. <clears throat> That's I'm a cowgirl. I feel like working in the service industry expanded my food knowledge, too. Really? So much. But I feel like that's because you worked in different restaurants. Like, for me, I just worked in bars, and I'm like, oh, great. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm a French fry connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I worked in places where there's shit that I've never even fucking heard of that I, I don't even... Uh, it's great. It's... It's all, I just loved being able, I think the craziest thing for me was, fuck, I know I'm going to say this wrong, so I'm not going to say the name, but it's a Scottish dish where, oh God, I'm explaining this really wrong. Is it lamb balls? It's not lamb balls, but there's, 
things that are stuffed inside a sheep's stomach. It's called like haggis or oh, I'm probably not saying it. I don't know like the exact term, but I do know that it's a Scottish dish, and it's like the thing. And I have tried that. Um, I've tried rabbit. I've tried duck. I I mean I've tried a lot. Of, I mean duck's not like. Crazy. That, I, I think. thought for a, a second you said dog, and I was oh like, "Where God. in the U.S. Okay. Are you? <laughs> Where?" I have not tried dog. Oh my god! Um, but I have tried a rabbit. It was. I mean, yeah. If you started eating dogs, you'd have all the white suburb moms after you. Peta, it's coming for my life. No, um, I don't know. I've just tried a lot of different foods. So, it's what really about nice. medium rare chicken? I'm sorry, I can't get over I, that. I couldn't either. And the fact that he asked for my manager, and I kind of want to go back to the cooks and be like, please, please, please give him his medium rare chicken. Give the man what he give wants. Give him what he wants. This is America. <laughs> He's a free man. Give it to him. I bet our FBI agent eats medium rare chicken. Do people really do that? I've never heard that before in my whole entire life. Yeah, dude. It was weird. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I was legitimately pissed. I was like, is Ashton Kutcher about to fucking come out of the woodworks and tell me I was punked? Like, is this for real? And he had the audacity to be mad at me. Like, I'm the fucking one in the wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking bringing you medium rare chicken, my dude. You can have this shit well done like everybody else. <laughs> crazy ass Dude. <laughs> like the hell people are crazy oh you gotta love it keeps life interesting it, that's a fact that's i did love that about it just something different every single day yeah you don't know what you're gonna get when you go to work in the service industry it could be a slow day and you have no tables and you're out of there in two hours but it mm-hmm. always seemed to like it always seemed to happen to me when I'm like, it's going to be slow today. I'm going to be out in two hours. I'm like telling my friends, like, don't worry, I'll be out of work soon. Same, yes. Right when you're about to get cut. Right right when you're about to get cut, there's a rush. Yeah. Then you're there for like six more hours. Yeah. You want to cry. Yeah. All right. Last thing I'm going to say. I fucking love kids. I love kids so much. I cried earlier because somebody had a picture of a baby. Like, I love kids. But not in the fucking restaurant. And I hope I never am a parent that just allows their fucking child to... Run around in no, the restaurant? Just, like, throw food everywhere. And have you ever had to clean up a table where a kid, a kid sat? Oh, yeah. It's so messy. And, like, it's hard because, again, I feel like it's something I can't really be mad at. But it's like, I don't know. Also, like, fucking, I don't know. It's just too much for me. Like the kids' messiness doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's annoying. It's That's not what trick was. That that doesn't trigger me. I'm a messy person though, so I see a mess and I'm like, huh, done that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what does trigger me 
is when kids are running around. When parents just let their kids oh, run yeah. around in a restaurant and like scream oh, and they're God. in their own little section and these kids are acting a damn fool and the parents aren't even anywhere near. Yeah, that's that I'm is like, also you, the, a liability. Yeah, well, and I'm like, are you going to tip your waitress for also being your babysitter? Yeah. Because, yeah, no, dude. And when I worked at Terminal Bar, parents would let their kids... Terminal Bar is... If you couldn't tell by the name, a fucking bar. This is a cocktail bar. It's a bar inside of a tr- the Denver downtown Denver the train station. So it's a huge building, and it's and it's not a place for children to run around. No, most specifically in that bar. Like I don't care if you're in the open area. I don't care. But if you're in a cocktail bar and you decide you want to bring your children, will you get drunk? Then your children better be. Locked inside the booth. Locked in. They have their iPad juiced up. Like <laughs> I don't want to see them running around. I've That's almost true. ran into kids. I've almost dropped a tray because of kids. Then the parents are like, <laughs> oh, Tommy's so funny. Oh, my God. I don't know why I said that name. <laughs> <laughs> Our editor's name is Tommy. I don't know. I guess your name has just been in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude, kids running around is no bueno. Not good. Mm. We need to bring back spankings. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not opposed to it. But yeah, I love kids too. Just not in a bar when I'm working, when I'm trying to get money. Same. And I just see a mess from a kid and then just like low key, like having a fucking breakdown. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Especially when this they rip up the food like, into tiny little pieces yes, so they a, can eat it. Yes, yeah. I'm like, fuck, dude, everything's sticky. Like, there's, like, there's just shit everywhere. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's so much to clean up. <laughs> I can't handle it. I really can't. <laughs> That's one thing where I just, uh It's okay. I think everyone listening... The main point is that the people that work in the service industry are really what make your experience. And right now they have been going through it. Yep. Their income has literally been stripped from them. And now we're going on to close to a year of this. So if you are still eating out, let's say you're getting takeout, maybe you live in a city where you can do a dine-in, be very considerate of that. And honestly, I hope you are tipping them more than 20%. I hope so too. Huge shout out to our service industry workers this year. Fuck. I, yeah, that's just really tough. And I hope that they're all able to get their jobs back if they want. And just hopefully they're able to thrive in the near future. I hope so, too, because honestly, it's not just the restaurant. It's the people that work in it that make make it the place that it is. So. When you're going into some of your favorite restaurants, it's because of those people, too. So you got to give them some love. I love feeling special. Like when I have that server that knows me and I know them, I'm like, I know. Do you feel like I feel elite? Yes, me too. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm just a regular here. Yes. They just know my drink order and my my name. And honestly, it kind of encourage me, encourages me, which I don't think is always a good thing, but to like order the same thing every time. Yes, same. 
Like, you will remember me. Remember me. He will. Like, leaving sticky notes with my name. Yeah, for real. But, I mean, it's always cool. Like, I I love going in to the, like, sit-down restaurant and, like, tipping fat because I'm like, bish, I love you. <laughs> I know it. I, like, know what it's like to work as a server, so... It feels good to be able to, like, give somebody a really good tip. And it doesn't feel good for my bank account, but it feels good to, like, know that they're going to see a tip. Or, like, I always, like, write thank you or, like, some little note just because I'm corny like that. (laughs) Oh, service people, service industry people, the Babs fucking love you. The Babs do. (laughs) I do the same thing. If I really am fucking with the server... Carrie and I actually started this. We have a signature thing we do. We write, you're the bomb.com. And then, well, Carrie writes that. And then I draw a dinosaur. Aw. So if you've ever gotten one of that, that means I fuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. So, well, everyone, we hope that you have a great week. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope you reach out. To, to Couch and Cork. And also, if you have any service industry stories, please, please, please. Oh, my gosh. Please. please. We need them. Everyone needs them in their life. It's so, so true. Please. That's it for tonight, y'all. Follow that's us all on, she wrote. That's all she wrote. Follow us on Instagram, bangin' underscore slangin'. Follow us on Twitter, bangin' underscore slangin'. Also, please like, subscribe, and rate us. We would, we'll appreciate it. Absolutely. Babs are out. Good Peace night. Peace out.